This week on The Swearwolves, we discuss two movies from legendary horror film director Wes Craven, The Last House on the Left and The People Under the Stairs. Swearwolves Horror Podcast, the podcast that discusses all things horror. I'm Brett. I'm David. David. Yeah. How are you doing, sir? I'm quite well. How about yourself? I'm all right. You Just know. Okay. Life's been... Life's been chug- beating you down. <laughs> well, yeah, but I was going to say chugging along. Mm, good. Every day is a new adventure. A new opportunity. New opportunity to seize the moment. Or squander. Or squander <laughs> what the gift that we've been given. This that gift is of the life. Day. This gift of life. Like, mm. I want to... To take today's episode to discuss the gift of life. Yeah. Actually not. We're going to discuss two Wes Craven films. <laughs> do you have time to talk about Jesus? <laughs> no. I do. I actually do have time if you want to. Um, I got nothing but time. I'm good. <laughs> We've reviewed a few Wes Craven films in the past. We've reviewed... Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, Serpent in the Rainbow. Shaka! That's right. Scream? Did we do Scream? We did Scream, yeah. Scream? Oh, and Scream 2. And Scream 2. There you go. We haven't done Scream 3 or Scream 4. No. But um, we've done those films. Yep, I was there. <laughs> <laughs> you were. We have proof. Yep. Um, so I wanted to revisit some of these old... Uh, the reason why I picked these... Well, I wanted to revisit um, People Under the Stairs because mm-hmm. I hadn't seen it in a while. I'd never seen it. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I know. And I had never seen... The oh, last house on the left. And that I had seen. So Look at us. Tit for tat. Mm-hmm. Man boobs for tats. <laughs> tits <laughs> galore. Tits and ass. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so that's why I picked these two films. And uh, so that's, that's pretty much it. I ain't got much to say before we <laughs> get into this whole thing. I will say this. Last house on the left. I, my mom, mm-hmm. I remember growing up. My mom said she saw this in the theater. Oh, shit. And uh, so I messaged her while I was watching it the other day. And I said, uh, it was, I'm remembering this correctly. Did you see this in the theater? And she's like, yeah. She's like, I was pregnant with your sister. And Just you, give birth right there. Your dad and I went and saw it in the theater. And I was like, my dad? <laughs> like, that guy? <laughs> Who she's not married to? That was two marriages ago for her? Uh, she... You and him? And she's like, yeah. She's like, it was a big deal. Really? When this movie came out, she's like, it was like everywhere. Like, and she was like, I wanted to see it. So he took me to see it. Did she keep telling herself, it's only a movie? <laughs> and I said, only a movie. What do you think? She goes, she goes, it still affects me to this day. Wow. It scared her. Hmm. Like the whole thing. Plus, I mean, she was 19 years old. Yeah. It's about the age of the characters in the movie. I'm yeah. pretty close. Yeah. So, and she was, um, 
you know, my dad worked. My mom stayed at home with my old. See, my mom had kids when she was really young. So 17 for my oldest sister, 19 then for my uh, the middle sister. I was the youngest. So she was at home with these girls by herself. Yeah, it's, uh, it's creepy. Living in fucking bumfuck Illinois. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, right. Anybody she's just probably in. freaking out. Yeah. And and this wasn't long after, like, the Charles Manson, Manson family Yeah, just a stuff. few years. Yeah. yeah, that happened in, like, what, 69? 69? Summer of Love? Yeah. 69! <laughs> um, so that uh, probably freaked... I mean, I know that Manson stuff freaked her out and affected her, but yeah. this movie... Uh, probably had a bigger impact on people back in 1972. David, it is not 1972 anymore. No, it's that not. was nearly 50 years ago. That's insane. Yeah, where does the time go? It is not 1972. So I'm going to be looking at this from a different perspective than my mother did in her 18, 19 year old <laughs> self. So you're going to be wearing 2021 she glasses. She might have even. She might have been 18 actually, because her birthday's in November. When did this movie come out? It came out in August. Hmm. So she might have been. 18 she's a child she was but a child yeah. and she was pregnant with her second child <laughs> what the hell slut <laughs> babies having babies what a whore <laughs> no i love her she oh, doesn't mom. listen to this so no. fuck her your whore mother doesn't listen to <laughs> yeah. our podcast she is a whore you're a slut mom <laughs> her, her husband might though he might i listen. don't know if my mom's husband listens no Ooh, shit. Good. Sorry you married a slut. You know what the funny thing is, though? Is my mom would be laughing and calling herself that right now. She has got a pretty sick sense of humor, and she uh, and that's where I get a lot of my Sounds from. like a cool lady. She's all right. <laughs> She's just I haven't okay. seen her in a year or so. That's the thing I'm looking forward to, actually. It's coming up. Um, uh, everybody in my family that lives near each other. Yeah. Uh, we'll all have our vaccinations. Nice. You actually so see each other. We're going to actually, she's planned it. She's like, uh, my, her husband gets his second vaccination, like whenever. And she's like, and then you guys can come over. Cool. And I'll be like, but I won't have my second vaccination. Oh. It's like, well, stay the hell away then. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about last house on the left. 1972 written and directed by Wes Craven music by David Hess. Yeah. He's also in the movie. Yep. Star Sandra Peabody as Mary Collingwood, Lucy Grantham as Phyllis, David Hess as Krug, Phil or Fred, Phil, uh, Fred Lincoln as uh, Weasel, Jeremy Rain, Jeremy Rain as Sadie. Do you know that she was married to Richard Dreyfus? Really? Yeah, for many years they have three kids together. Huh? They're not married anymore, but they were married. Wow, interesting. Mark Scheffler is junior. Uh, there's some other people too. There's Eleanor Shaw, who was credited as Cynthia Carr. She plays Mary's mom. And Richard Towers, who was credited as Gaylord St. James. <laughs> is that the dad? Yeah, the dad. Gaylord. It's like they were like, fuck, we don't want our names at the time. We'll get pseudonyms. I'm yeah. Gaylord St. James. Gaylord. <laughs> Famous yeah. porn star. <laughs> uh, you know who else is in this movie? Martin Cove. Yeah. Plays Deputy Harry. Yeah. When he popped up, I was like, hey. That's it fucking took, It took me a minute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah, fucking sensei. Fear does not exist in this dojo. Does it? No, sensei. Uh, Steve Miner has an un- uncredited uh, part. You know Steve Miner. Yeah. Director, Director of Friday, uh, Friday 13th, 13th, 2 and 3. 2 and 3. Yep. And he was a PA on this movie. 
Interesting. Which makes sense because this movie was produced by Sean, Sean Cunningham, Cunningham. Yep. who produced Friday the 13th movies. So, and kind of like the co-creator of Friday the 13th. I think he created the title Friday the 13th and then what's his that name? Sounds right. Wrote it. Yeah. That sounds right. I forget the guy who wrote the the original one, but the guy who the reason why we not the getting lawsuit. one right now. <laughs> yeah. I guess I mean to his in his defense like if they paid him what they should pay him, like Yeah, I see both sides, I guess. I do too. I just want there to be another Friday the 13th movie. Yeah, exactly. Uh, this movie came out August 30th, 1972. Like I said, my mom was 18. Uh, budget was $87 million. Box office, $3.1 million. Wow. This made a grip. Made some money. Think about that. $3.1 million. That's a lot of money. Yeah. Box office. In 72? When movies cost, an, I think they cost a nickel. <laughs> Literally one nickel. One shiny nickel. This movie is about uh, Mary Collingwood who is celebrating her 16th or 17th, 17th birthday. And uh, boy, boy, this movie opens up. There's this guy who's like delivering mail and he's talking to <laughs> himself. Mailman. Yeah. He's all up. He's talking. He's got like a little dog too. I think he's talking to their dog. The, yeah, yeah. Their yeah, dog yeah. comes up and visits him and he's delivering mail to the mailbox. And he's like, Mary's been getting a lot of letters. He's talking to him fucking self. Mary's been getting a lot of letters. She's got a lot of admirers. She is a pretty little thing, ain't yeah. she? And I'm like, fucking pervert. This guy's like 87. <laughs> fucking Matt Gates over here. <laughs> yes. <laughs> He's like, I'm about ready to fly her. I'll pay her off with coke, and <laughs> I'll show her pictures to the other members of the U.S. House of Representatives <laughs> on the House floor. <laughs> there you go. What could go wrong? What a douchebag. <laughs> I've always thought Matt Gates was a douchebag. Yeah, he looks like butthead. Yeah, he looks like Beavis and Butthead and had a kid. Them. Yeah, exactly. He's their bastard child. Yeah. Fucking A. <laughs> but, but you're right, though. The, the, the mailman guy's saying very weird stuff. Yeah. And then we got like a weird shot of like she's taking a shower and we see her boobs. Her 17 year old, presumably 17 year old yeah, boobs. I don't like that either. I don't either. like that either. I was like, I feel very I, uncomfortable. I know the actress was probably older than 17. It still makes me feel weird. Yeah. Anyhow, it was an exploitation film yeah. from the 70s. So I guess we got to give it the benefit of the doubt that way. Oh, but then she's like having this conversation with her dad. And I know her dad's a doctor, but his dad's like, you're going out without a bra? I can see your nipples. <laughs> like, yes. I can see your nipples. Yeah, and he's like, what about that clitoris? Let me take a look. <laughs> Let me take a look at that thing. It's a mystery, they say. I don't even think they exist myself. Yeah, no. But then she tells her mom torpedo tits and everything. Yeah, she's like, in your day, you wore those like bras that made your tits like stick out. Like, yeah. Pointy. Uh, yeah. Torpedoes. Torpedoes. Yeah, there's this whole weird conversation. I know it's playful and everything. It's and, weird, though. <laughs> but, like, I have a daughter. I would never be like... I'd probably say to my wife, like, hey... Hey, I can see her nips. Maybe go say something. <laughs> yeah. And I I'd would be never. like, hey, daughter. Nice areolas. <laughs> like, you're not going to do that. <laughs> no. <laughs> Cover them nips up. Yeah. You're not going out. <laughs> anyway, she's getting ready. She's going to go out. She's going to meet a friend, Phyllis, who's from the wrong side of the tracks, according to her mom. And uh, they're going to go see some concert, some fucking weird band. Bloodlust. Bloodlust. Like, yeah. It's like, what kind of music is that? Uh, I don't know. 1972. I was hoping like, yeah, like Black Sabbath or something dark. But, uh, but before they go, they decide to take a jaunt through the fucking woods by a stream. Grab some fucking <laughs> yeah. wine. That car ride is weird too, because like the, I think it's Phyllis that's driving, right? She's like Mr. Toading, like all <laughs> over the road. And then there's like this, it's like music. I was telling David this through text message. I go, I'm watching uh, Last House on the Left. And the beginning is like 
a fucking it's like a puberty film you would watch in like yeah like in school late 70s early 80s health class it's like hey phyllis do your body ever made it with a boy (laughs) yeah are you changing like is there hair growing in weird places now how do i put on it in a tampon you know (laughs) things like that and it's like that's kind of like the conversation the music is like this like fucking summer's eve douche commercial music it is very douchey (laughs) and uh i was just like what is going on here dude i remember the first time i saw like a douche commercial yeah i like asked my mom i was like what is that like do you remember that commercial it was like in the 90s it was like why douche it was like a voiceover that goes why douche and it like cuts to a woman she's like you know certain times of the month i just feel like i need to and it goes why douche and then there's another woman she's like oh yeah i like the way it feels blah 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 why douche? Like, I was like, mom, what's a douche? She's like, I don't know. I don't know what that is. Go ask your dad. It could be something else. <laughs> hey, look over there. <laughs> yep. Still looking. What is it? Here's five bucks. Yep. <laughs> Go play some video she games. She throws some like, like little pebbles at the window. Like, oh, what is that? Go investigate that sound. Yeah. Douching. You know, I don't think I've ever met anybody who's douched though. Like, I don't think it's something like, I think it's something that people do obviously. Yeah. But I think like, if it gets to the point where you need to like douche, then like you're not keeping yourself clean enough anyway, or, or you have a medical condition. Yeah. Yeah. Some sort of infection or something or yeah. Or a UTI or something. Body's just producing too much. Like fucking, I don't know what Yeast that's caused. I don't know. I don't know what goes on down there. Ladies. It's a mystery. It is. David's only seen a vagina once. <laughs> I know it's <was> accident. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, Oh, we should also say... Like, uh, oh, you're like, no, no, seriously, I have seen it more I'm happily than, married. <laughs> I've seen it more than once, guys. So come on. Yeah, come on. Seriously. And, and more than one. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's the one good thing about having kids. I saw one in this movie. That's the one good thing about having kids is I have proof that I got laid. You, yeah, you have actual proof. I had lacked this <laughs> yep. physical evidence. You don't have proof. I got nothing. Dude. Damn it. Prove it. Damn it. I can't. I won't. <laughs> oh, but instead, we should also mention that uh, before they go uh, head out, the dad gives her a present. And gives her a necklace, and it's like a peace sign. Yeah, a little trinket. Yeah, um, Dad got it out of a claw machine or something. Yeah, he's like, "This will be. This is an early birthday present." So while they're away, the the parents are decorating the house for her birthday tomorrow. Yeah, when well, we hear on the radio too while they're driving that yeah. there's like some escaped uh, escaped convicts. Yeah, and they kind of describe them, Krug and Weasel. Yeah, and they're and Junior. Well, Junior hasn't. Uh, Junior's got him out. Yeah. Drove with a getaway card. Yeah. Sadie is like. Like a friend or yeah, like a companion. I guess. But Krug's like a rapist and a murderer. Uh, the kid, Junior's like a heroin addict. And then Weasel's like. Uh, he's like a child molester, right? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh, and they said on the radio because I thought it was weird. He has a history of peeping Tomism. <laughs> like, Tomism? <laughs> uh, I don't know what. Yeah, they're 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 not good people. There's yeah. these four of them. Well, the girls make their way to the wrong side of town because they're gonna go see this fucking Black Death. What's the name of the band? Uh, Bloodlust. Bloodlust. They want to score some pot. Yep. Got to get the old. Got to see the music. Yeah. <laughs> Got to get some marijuana. Mm-hmm. Get some of that reefer. So they come across Junior, who just so happens to be outside smoking a cigarette. They're like, "Hey, man." Do you know where we can score some weed? He's like, no, I don't know. But then he gets the bright idea. He kind of looks looks him over and is like, oh, wait. Yes. He's, he's going to gift them to Krug, who's his dad. Yeah. Which is weird. Yeah. 
But anyway, it is weird. He's going to gift them to Krug basically because he wants to get a fix for his heroin, heroin. addiction. And that's how like the dad controls the son. That's like, how Krug yeah. controls him. And so he uh, he's like, yeah, I got some upstairs. Why don't you come up with me? And he goes upstairs. Uh, and the like, girls. And as soon as they walk into the apartment, like all of them immediately turn on them. Yep. And the girls get basically kidnapped. Yep. It's like, you're not going anywhere. And uh, they proceed to, I, I they rape them here? They rape one of them? Uh, yes, yeah. uh, they rape Phyllis. Um, and it's, I almost said it's a cool scene. It's, it's not. Um, <laughs> oh, God. But the way they did it, like Craven like juxtaposes scenes of the dad and the mom like decorating for the party with yeah. like happy music and then intercut with like these horrific shots of her being raped. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she gets gang raped by him. Next morning, Mary and Phyllis, they're bound and gagged and put into the trunk of the Krug's car. And they, they're taking them out to the woods. Yeah. And we find, like, the mom is worried because, like, she never came home. Yeah, and she's like, oh. And the dad's like, well, it's pretty normal. They went to go see a concert. I'm sure she'll be home. But we'll call if they're not home by whatever time. Yeah. That time rolls around. I'm not going to go back and forth like the movie does. But that time rolls around, and they call the sheriff. And that's where we meet the sheriff and uh, sensei. They come over. <laughs> and these guys are a bunch of bumbling come idiots. Dude, yeah. They make Barney Fife look like fucking They're the worst super soldier. cops ever. Yeah. Um <laughs> But, uh, you know, one thing I want to talk about real quick. So Krug, the Krug gang, I'm just going to call them the Krug gang because mm-hmm. it's led by him. Um, the music that accompanies this, and this is going to come to play in my review, but I want to bring this up right now. The music that accompanies their drive uh, to the woods, it sounds a little something like this. <laughs> Fucking country It's gonna have lyrics too. Soon. <laughs> so David just got done and I just got done telling you how these two 17 year old girls got gang raped. They're being bound and they're dragged out to the woods. The future is uncertain. And yet we hear this song that yes, David, you're correct. It sounds like the fucking country bear jamboree. <laughs> yeah. Fucking splash mountain or something. Yeah. It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> I was watching this movie and I was like, what the fuck am I watching? Yeah. And what it's, and it's Krug like singing. Yeah. And it's he did the, the music. Uh, David uh, Hess. It's some fucking weird, like bluegrass stuff. Oh man. All right. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll come back, come to, back that. to that. You put a pin in that one. <laughs> um, so Mary recognizes where they are. The, the car breaks down right outside. Mind you right outside of Mary's parents' home. Yeah. Because we see the mailbox where the mailbox, uh, where, where the, the mailman. Per- where the pervert was uh, earlier. <laughs> talking to the dog about how hot some 17-year-old. Like a Dr. Doolittle perv. Like. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
But anyway, she's, their car breaks down right outside there. Nobody notices until it's too late. But Mary notices. She's like, oh, this is my parents' house. Well, the four proceed to go, let's have some fun with, just like the song says, let's have some fun. Uh, they go out. Fucking. That's what I need, a little spring at the end. Weasels on the kazoo. Junior's playing the fucking washboard. I got somebody playing a jug. But they take them out to the woods and they are going to have some fun with them. Mm. quote unquote fun with yeah. them and they make the girls like have sex with each other yeah krug tells phyllis to piss her pants yeah she he, yeah he's like piss your pants yeah and, and then he has them get naked he's like make it with each other and they have sex with each other and and so phyllis and mary have sex with each other and uh it comes to the point where phyllis goes uh whispers to mary she's like hey after after they got done having sex she's like hey i'm gonna go make a run for it when i do they'll chase me you get out of here yep Cause Mary's like, or yeah. And so, Cause Mary's distraught at this point. Mm-hmm. And Phyllis is kind of like, I'm going to save her. So Phyllis goes and makes a run for it. Krug and Weasel and Sadie go chasing after her. Well, Junior is left to watch Mary and Mary's like, Junior, I know my way around here. My parents live right here. Just let me go. We can go together. Yeah, you're a good person. Like yeah. you're not like the rest. You didn't. You don't like any of she this. She renames him. She yeah. calls him Willow. Willow. He's all mad, mad again. <laughs> Willow. <laughs> I'm changing. <laughs> <laughs> and she gives. Uh, she gives him uh, her necklace that her dad gave her. He's like, look. I'll, she's like, look. I'll give this to you. Your name is Willow. Let's. <laughs> he's like, can we? He's like, are you sure about the name? I kind of like. Uh, I was thinking Todd. No, your name's Willow. Oh, great. Because <laughs> you're a big pussy. Yeah, I was thinking something tough like Brock. It's like, no, no, you're a Willow for sure. I knew it the moment I saw you, Willow. It's like, God damn it. Um, so, yeah, the three, Weasel and Krug and Sadie, they're chasing after Phyllis. They catch her. Yep. Uh, she. They catch her in oh, like a yeah. cemetery. Yeah, they finally capture her. In a cemetery. Did you notice during that chasing that Weasel's wearing really weird sandals? Dude, I hate guys who wear sandals. I know. He's wearing like pants and sandals. <laughs> Fuck that guy. They're not like flip-flops. Oh. Like sandal sandals. Like yeah. it was weird. I don't like that. No. I don't like that either. <laughs> sandals of any type. I don't like guys wearing sandals. <laughs> Fuck your sandal. Unless you're like cruising around in your backyard. Uh, you know, going out to go get the newspaper in the morning, taking your yeah. trash out, walking by the pool. That's it. You won't even go to like a sandals resort on principle alone. You're like, principle no, alone. not doing yep. it. If I'm like, fuck my Jamaica. wife's like, yeah, you want to yeah. go to Jamaica? I'll be like, sure. Yeah, that sounds great. It's like sandals. sandals. Like, nope. Fuck nope. no. <laughs> yeah, have fun. <laughs> staying at that bullshit resort. <laughs> Phyllis. Yeah. She's, she's by, uh, this, uh, fucking cemetery or whatever they uh hack her up yeah yeah they chop like off he, her arm. he stabs her yeah and they cut her all up and they yeah they cut her like and they pull her intestines out yeah it's, it's gross. gross yeah yeah and then they go back and they show mary the severed hand like hey looky looky yeah and then krug proceeds to rape mary and he carves his name in her chest uh-huh and then after he's done with her, she like slowly gets up and, and goes she barfs, to the water. Yeah. She throws up. She goes to the water and she just starts swimming away. And then Krug pulls out a gun and shoots her. A few times. Like three times. And uh, she did. Yeah, dude. I w- 
like I'd saw I'd seen this movie once, so I saw it uh, like 2002. I mean, mm-hmm. so it'd been a long time, like somewhere in that era. Um, I completely forgot about that. So when he shot her, I was like, "Holy shit!" Yeah, For some reason, no, I had in the remake. Does she live? I don't know. I've heard th- the I've heard the remake's good. I think in the remake she lives, and and I think I'd kind of mixed this movie up a little bit with "I Spit on Your Grave" because yes. I thought the movie was going to turn into like a revenge. Well, it does, yeah. but in, not the way I thought. I thought that she was going to. Yeah, it's go very. After him. It's, yeah, it's the similarities between this and "I Spit on Your Grave" are yeah are pretty big, um, but um, the gang changes out of their bloody clothes. Okay. Meanwhile, the two bumbling cops hear on the radio about the car that has been stolen. And that was the car that they had seen on the side of the road. They're like, Oh shit. We went right past it. So then there, there, there is a funny scene. (laughs) The chicken chicken lady. Yeah. There's this lady driving a truck full of chickens. She got about one tooth. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. She uses it to open up cans, (laughs) (laughs) but she is funny as shit. She is. She's like just talking shit to the cops. Yeah, and she's like, "How much do you guys weigh?" And like, "Like you're not gonna fit." Like, "Cause I got all these chickens, and I ain't taking these chickens off." You can ride on like the roof. Yeah, but the car won't. The truck won't even start because they're too heavy. Yep. Yeah. So it's pretty good. But anyway, that's like a bumbling, like fucking Laurel and Hardy moment right there. <laughs> um, the the gang gets changed out of their bloody clothes. They clean up and they go to this house. Um, that the car broke down in front of, which just so happens to be Mary's parents' house. Yeah, and, what are the odds? And Mary's parents are like, oh, yeah, come yeah, on come in, on. spend the Stay night. Stay the night, have dinner with us. It's yeah. very weird. Our daughter's missing. Our 16-year-old, yeah. almost who, 17. Who we're worried sick about, but let's take care of you. Yeah, the more the merrier. <laughs> it was really weird. I was like, wait, what? Yep. And then they, the gang realizes that this is Mary's house because they see a photo of her in her bedroom that yeah, they're, they're staying like, oh, in. She's... Yeah, stay in the room of my missing child. Yeah. These fucking weirdos. Fucking weird. Uh, The mom makes dinner. Uh, Sadie's like chugging wine. And they're like eating the cake. The the (laughs) birthday cake that they made for Mary, who's not there. Oh, I didn't even even notice that. Yes. They served served the cake. Hmm. What the fuck kind of fucked up family is this? That's fucking weird. They don't deserve a daughter. Yeah. Talking about her nipples, serving her cake to strangers when she's missing. This, this family is fucked. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> so later that night, uh, Junior's fucking Jones in. Yeah, he's having some withdrawals yep. for sure. And uh, the mom, Mary's mom, is like helping him, and she sees that he's wearing the the, the peace necklace. sign necklace. Yep. She's like, "There's only one of those in existence that has to be Mary. <laughs> that is the same one." <laughs> uh, but she puts two and two together. The, her and her husband then go out looking and they find Mary's dead body on the shore. Yeah, that was really sad. Then they take it home and put it on their couch. Yeah, gross. What the fuck? Yeah, and the dad's like, cover her nipples. I can still see her, still see her nipples. <sighs> We're going to stuff her. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. And put her on the mantle. Mm-hmm. There was a guy uh, who was in the Howard Stern show years ago. I think back in the 90s. Might have been in the 80s, but I think it was in the 90s, who claimed that he stuffed his daughter. Gross. She had died. Yeah. Like natural causes or something. And he taxidermied her and he brought her into Stern Studio. Oh, that's disgusting. They never really confirmed. They thought maybe it was like... Like a prank? Well, not a prank that the guy was just insane and... And it wasn't really really a person? Wasn't a person. Yeah. It could have been a prank. It could have been real. I don't know, but the guy was creepy as fuck. That's disgusting. 
you can listen to it if you like no. search on YouTube. <laughs> you can listen to I it. I will not. I refuse. It was creepy as shit. Ugh. And he carried around her fucking stuffed body. That's gross. And I seen a picture of it. Ugh. I don't know. Who is the taxidermist that did that? That can't be. That can't be it. legal. I think oh, he did it. That's gross. Could you taxiderm? Could could I be like, hey, when I die, I don't because. Oh, like if you like, wanted to do that? Let's say let's say I don't want to be buried. I can I can choose cremation. I can choose um burial. To go yeah. into like a mausoleum. Yeah. Or be Donate buried. Donate to science. Donate to science. What if I choose like, hey, I want to be mummified and put in a pyramid. <laughs> no, I want to be fucking stuffed and I want to be put in a pose like yeah. thumbs up. <laughs> like fucking yeah. It's all good. Something awesome. Yeah. <laughs> the fucking devil orange ah! shocker symbol yes i love it um, these are all wonderful can I ideas that? i don't know this is worth exploring and just put me like in a coffee table yeah with like go. glass surrounding me it's so, like like when people fucking come snow over, white yeah or sleeping beauty yeah when yeah. people come over they're just like hey that's brett that's brett still dead <laughs> he ain't coming back no he, he's dead he's as been he, dead taxidermied as, yeah. All of his innards are outards now. <laughs> He's full of sawdust. <laughs> oh. um, but anyway, I yeah, digress. That's, that's gross. So now now the movie turns into fucking Home Alone. <laughs> yeah. And the mom and the dad are setting up traps. They do. They McAllister the shit out of that yep. house. Um, the mom uses her seductive and wily ways to get Weasel out. And... Uh, she says to Weasel, like, Weasel says something like, I could fuck you with my hands tied behind my back or something. And she's like, ooh, I like oh, the I sound like that. of that. Kinky. And so she's like, let's do that. And he's like, okay, I'll prove it to you. So she ties his hands behind his back. And he's like, all I need you to do is unzip me and pull me out. <laughs> I really like, I like this gag. And I'll do the rest. And he's like, she's like, all right. And uh, so he, she goes down on him. Yeah, but before she does, uh, when she takes his dick out, it gets stuck in the zipper. Like she zippers oh, his yeah. dick. And he's like, ah! Oh, oh, back up. Yeah. <laughs> that was kind of funny. She's got the, the fucking twigs and the Be right though. Then she goes, yeah, got the beans above the frank. Yep. She goes down south. Yep. And she goes down there. Dude, this guy comes almost immediately, by the way. Because <laughs> she goes down there and he's like, oh, oh, I'm going to come. I'm going to, I'm going to. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to. Right as he's about ready to come, she chomps down. Bites that duck right off. Dude, you would bleed out. Almost pretty instantaneously. Quick. The only thing that would have made that cooler is if she had spit or spat the dick in his face. Or just take it out and shove it in his own mouth. Yeah. And then, like as you're dying, like one of your last thoughts is I just got hit in the face with my own dick. My my own dick is in my mouth. My dick is in my mouth and I'm gonna die. Yep. That sucks. And it didn't even come. This is not <laughs> this is not how I thought this evening was gonna go. <laughs> FYI. Yeah, I got blue balls and my own dick in my mouth. This really sucks. And and I'm dying. (laughs) And you would bleed out almost like, I mean, matter of minutes. I would think pretty quick, yeah. Because all that blood rushing to your like... To your pee-pee? Dick? Yeah. And then that's the main vein, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Draining it. She literally is draining Draining the main main vein. vein. (laughs) Oh. Uh, They... uh, And he screams so loud that it wakes up Sadie and Krug. Yep. And then and, we got a fight. Yep. And uh, oh, Junior's still alive. He's he's the uh, detoxing. That's right. Going through withdrawals. Uh, Sadie and Krug wake up to a shotgun in their face. Krug unplugs the lamp real quick. A gunshot goes off. We don't know if it hits anybody. Mm-hmm. The dad comes running out. 
uh, Krug's chasing after him, and they proceed to slow motion fight. <laughs> yeah, for for a bit. For a bit. But Krug gets the upper hand until Junior comes in, and Junior points a gun at, at Krug. Krug. And he's shaking like a fucking leaf. Yeah. And Krug calls him out on it. He's like, go ahead, shoot me, shoot me, shoot me. Yeah, and then the finally Krug's like, you know what? Put the gun in your mouth and pull the trigger. Yeah, kill yourself. And he keeps Blow your yelling it, yelling it, yelling it till finally Junior does. Yeah. Oof. Junior shoots himself. Uh, Sadie comes in and then there's like all these traps go off, right? Well, not all of them. Like one. <laughs> yeah, because I think the dad comes in with a chainsaw now. And he's chasing Krug, and then Krug like touches the door handle because they like poured water on the like doormat or something like that, and zaps him. Yeah. How does Sadie die? He well, he chainsaws. So Krug gets killed with the chainsaw. So he chainsaws him. Like at and the then end, the Sadie, Sadie's outside in the mo- like out by the pool. Oh, and the, the mom, mom comes up and slits her throat. Yeah, that's right. Because Sadie's gonna run away. Yep. There's a weird moment there too, where Sadie's like trying to stop Krug from doing something. I don't remember. Yeah, it was weird. I was like, what the fuck was that? But anyway, yeah, you're right. The mom slits her throat and she falls into the pool. The dad's got a chainsaw. Now the cops finally show up. I don't know. It's been like 24 hours. (laughs) They couldn't walk fucking 10 miles. (laughs) Yeah. You could walk 10 miles. I mean, listen, send the chicken lady for help. If she can't put you in her truck, send her to go get somebody. Yeah, something. But no. Fucking assholes. Because they ran out of gas. Yeah, and the cops show up like right as uh, the dad's killing Krug. Yeah. And uh, the dad uh, kills him. Yep. The end. That's it. You want my thoughts? Sure. I've said this before, and I'll say it multiple times. I'm going to piss off a bunch of fucking horror fans in the process. But Wes Craven is fucking overrated. (laughs) Wes Craven made four good films. The Hills Have Eyes, Swamp Thing, A Nightmare on Elm Street, and Scream. Okay? That's four out of 22 films that he's directed, (laughs) which is an 18%. Or if he was a baseball player, he's batting 180. If you're yeah, a baseball you're player, not the, you're not in the league, and you're batting 180, you're getting dropped you're in down. The minors, you're, you're getting, not. Yeah, you're not even playing. Yeah, you're not even playing. <laughs> you're red and pine. Yep. You're so, you're watching TV. So do do yourself a favor and look up all the fucking filmography of Wes Craven and tell me that he has better films. No, I'll be honest with you. After this movie, I did just that. I went through and I was like, do do do. There's one. There's one. I yeah. Okay. Yeah, we're simpatico. Okay. So this the music of this film is out of sorts. It is all over the place. And I know you were... And I I thought what you said, I thought while I was watching it, it's like, oh, he's juxtaposing uh, this really traumatic thing with this really like funny it or happy during thing. that scene. Yeah. Yes. The only scene that works... Um, let me see. Oh, this movie, by the way, is no different than Craven himself. Overrated. Uh, the music is out of sorts the story uh, although it's compelling and as much as it's a story about two girls who get captured raped and murdered um, the the movie is it's exploitation destroyed by the subplot of the bumbling cops the corny music the shitty acting the haphazard editing the one scene that works and is actually really quite effective is when Mary is swimming and Krug shoots yeah yeah agreed Uh, visually and the music that goes along and accompanies that. I think it's a pretty awesome and quite scary scene, but the rest of the movie is garbage. Better films that a person could watch. I spit on your grave and the Texas chainsaw massacre. This gets half a Pamela Voorhees head. All right. Fuck this movie. (laughs) Uh, We're pretty close. (laughs) I'm going to rate this higher than you, but I would agree with pretty much everything you said. Like it's, this is not a good movie. This is a, it's very overrated. Like, people that say, like, 
this is one of Wes Craven's best movies. It's not. Um, it's just it's just trash. I mean, it's exploitation. Like it's gratuitous. It's not entertaining. It's shock for shock's sake. Uh, it's not it, like you said the the cop like storyline isn't funny. Uh, the the acting like Marty Cove went on and did much better stuff. I mean he's terrible in this movie. Like his acting is oh yeah atrocious. Yeah, and that's not necessarily a knock on him. Like it's a knock on everybody. Like most of the acting in the movie is pretty bad. Yeah, I give it a little bit of like points for like like some of the gore and like the uh, the shock of like the like you said the scene with um her going out and like wading into the water and getting like that legit shocked me. Like mm-hmm. I did not see that coming. Yeah. And the parents getting their revenge, like the chainsaw stuff and all that. And like Krug manipulating his son, there was some creepy sadistic kind of stuff. So I gave it one and a half, but this is a movie. I mean, it's been almost 20 years since the last time I saw it. It'll be another 20. If I ever watch it again. So there you have it. <laughs> There's our review. <laughs> Of Last House on the Left. David and Brett, the swearwolves and foe. They did not like this movie, and it can fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. So that's 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 the review of Last House on the Left. But we will. The title also doesn't make sense. Unless their house was the last house on the left? Yeah, that's what I'm assuming. It's the last house on the I left. I guess. But the movie could have been the first house on the pull- right. When they were pulling yeah, in, they were pulling in backwards. on the side where it, it would have been the first on the house, right. It was the first house on the right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's all a matter of perspective, yeah. Brett. <laughs> uh, I would like to see the remake. I would too, and I've I have heard that the remake is better. So there you go. Well, it can't be worse. <laughs> that, that's true. Yeah, I'd be interested. Twenty years later, Wes Craven makes a film called The People Under the Stairs. Wrote and directed this movie. Music by Don Peak, starring Brandon Adams as Fool. <laughs> Fool. Everett McGee. Speaking of the Mighty Ducks. <laughs> yeah. Or was that our last episode and we talked? Uh, little mighty ducks yeah speaking of it three weeks ago oh, yeah <laughs> well we touched on it in our last episode a little bit yeah. yeah or a week ago yeah when people are listening to this yeah uh yeah brandon adams was in the mighty ducks everett mcgill as daddy <laughs> eldon guess. robinson wendy roby as uh, mommy aj langer as alice aj langer she was also in my so-called life she was like uh claire dane's best oh, friend okay do you know she's like a fucking duchess or something now? She, really? She married into royalty. That's cool. And she lives in a castle what? in the fucking United Kingdom. Neat. Yeah, she's all, hello, hello, hello. <laughs> she drinks tea. I don't have to. Oh, I got a spot tea. <laughs> she's fucking cockney. You got a fucking cockney accent. She's trash. Her husband's like, listen, honey, you don't really have to pretend to be yeah, darling. <laughs> darling. She's, she's like, all, oi. <laughs> Oh, you won't, you fucking cunt. Yeah, I can't. You're right, prick. I'm going to go get a point in some fucking crisps, and I'll be back to punch you in your fucking ass. <laughs> yes. Uh, he's like, I knew I, I shouldn't it. have married an actress. Oh, oh fuck. <laughs> well, fuck oh, me. Well, fuck me in the ass. I've been right fucked, I've haven't I? I've been right fucked. <laughs> oh, shit. Ving Rhames fucking marcel's wallace he's <laughs> yeah. leroy yeah he does not look like a bitch uh, bill cobbs as grandpa kelly joe minter as ruby kelly joe minter from uh Number 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 five five yeah was she the one that turns into a cockroach no no that was the other one yeah was um, she the one that was a diver swimmer yes yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yes yeah okay. that's right she dives into the empty pool i think so 
Or does she live? I, I think she might live. I can't remember. She might I haven't survive. seen part five in a while. I can't remember. Yeah, you, there's a reason. <laughs> yeah, it's not very good. <laughs> uh, but anyway, she was in that. I always liked her voice. She's got a very distinct voice, mm-hmm. and I always thought it was cool. Like I've seen her in other movies and TV shows and stuff, and I always remember her. Uh, release date, November 1st, 1991. We talked about my mom earlier. Mm-hmm. Are you talking about your daddy? No, this is my mom's birthday. Aww. November 1st, 1991. <laughs> How old would she have been on that day? She would have been 39. Wow. God. Yeah, 39. That's It's always weird when you think about your parents younger than where you, I am we now. are now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and it doesn't seem like that long ago. Yeah, and I was 14. Ugh. Summer. Oh. Wait, when was this movie out? November 1st, 1991. Oh, so I just turned 11 crazy i wouldn't have hung out with you no i was 14 you would have been like hey want to hang out hey and you'd have been like no i don't <laughs> hang out with kids i'm a man <laughs> like all right all right i'm gonna go watch the mighty ducks <laughs> uh budget was six million dollars movie made 31.4 million dollars now i will say this i went off on west craven that's but i mean he could turn a profit yeah that's a lot of money because i bet you his movies are way more profitable than john carpenter's because yeah. I recently looked up John Carpenter's profitability. I didn't know this movie was a hit. Because I'll be honest, like I mean, I, I mean, I was eleven, so this wasn't really my type of movie. But <laughs> well, that's funny you. But say I didn't that. know it was a big hit. Like I didn't hear about this movie till years later. It's funny you say that because I saw this movie pretty quick after it came out on mm. VHS. Uh, so probably ninety two. Okay. And uh, so I was about 14. I found this movie to be uh, very child friendly. I, I, yeah, I could see that. I watched this movie with both of my children. We had yeah. movie night last uh, weekend. And um, I said, I got to watch this movie. And they both wanted to watch it. And they both sat through it. My daughter is eight. She sat through the entire thing. I could see kids. Yeah, I see the appeal. It's a kid's movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, it's got some stuff in common with the prior film. I mean, some of the Home Alone stuff. Yeah. 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 Uh, I, th- I, th- I was like, what does it ever got? Yeah. All, the, all the rape scenes. You're like, what? Like, yeah, my eight year old loved it. Yeah. Um, but, uh, <laughs> she really liked the juxtaposition. <laughs> the, the rape da, scene da, with da, the happy music. Da, 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 da. All right. So fool. He uh, lives in like the ghetto of Los Angeles and his, he and his family are being, uh, evicted from their apartments and their landlords are the Robisons Robisons. I don't know how to pronounce yeah. their last names. Um, but they are this married couple quote married couple. And, uh, they live in this like mansion, but it's like a fucking, it's a shitty mansion. The monsters look at this and they're like, and it's like a mortuary or something or a funeral home. It used to be a funeral yeah. home. Like back in the day, it's like run down. It's pretty cool looking. Yeah, I will yeah, tell you this. It is. And it's got these secret passageways, and I fucking thought they were awesome. Yeah, I Because I want a house with secret I want, passages. Yeah, I want secret passages everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Does it, are we creeps? Are we like creepers? Do people, like if we said, like, oh, I want secret passages, would people be like, why? No. You're a bunch of creepers. No, we're totally cool and normal. <laughs> I think most guys would be like, hell yeah, that sounds awesome. And I don't want secret passages so I can spy on people. I just want to get from one room to the yeah, other exactly. without anybody knowing. Or like pulling a little, like a like a lever or something or a and candlestick I, and then I just the wall just spins and oh, see ya. That's the best. Yeah. The whole like, wall just spins around. It's like a you, bookshelf you, and yeah. a fireplace. One second, I'm standing here talking to you. I pull a candlestick. Next thing, taking a dump in, in the bathroom that's <laughs> behind the wall. 
instant. Like you're still talking to me though. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just <laughs> like, I to can the wall. Still hear hey, you. <laughs> hey, you got any toilet paper out there? <laughs> just pull the handle. I do. You're just sitting there, <laughs> pants around your ankles. <laughs> like, take a picture to last longer. Could you toss me the fucking toilet paper, please? <laughs> and then pull that handle, dude. That's the worst. Like when you run out of toilet paper and you got to yell for your your wife. The worst is when no one's home. Yeah, well, then you just waddle like. Uh, yeah, but you got to do that shitty walk. Yeah, yeah. And then, and like, and then I keep, by the time you wipe, and it's I like my you need a paper, hole. My, my toilet paper's downstairs, so if I'm upstairs pooping, you're fucked. And I got a window in my front door, so I got to work the angles very carefully so that nobody sees my. You know what, dude? My poopy. That's butt. when you just go. I'm just gonna fucking take a shower. <laughs> just rinse it off. Just rinse it off in the in the shower. Rinse the shame away. Yeah. Yeah. No. Just now nah, I do the shimmy, but like. <laughs> I always feel like a jerk. Maybe, maybe start. <laughs> I got an idea. Mm. Maybe start storing toilet paper upstairs. Well, I usually have like a couple rolls, but like sometimes like you'll, I'll run out. But when I feel really bad is like when there's a roll that's low, then I'm like, I should probably replace that. But then I don't. But then later I'll be downstairs and I hear my wife go, David. And I'm like, oh, shit. And then you got to do that thing where you grab it and you just crack the door open and just throw it at your wife because <laughs> you don't want to, you know, see her so vulnerable. Uh, I go into the bathroom and there's a little bit of toilet paper on the roll and I go, I have to make a judgment call. Yeah. Do I go get another roll before or do I think I, that's enough for me? Yeah. Can I manage? And you know what? How heavy is it's, this load I'm carrying? It's never enough. No. And you know, not to get too graphic, but. Sometimes it's messy. But then other times <laughs> you have the ones that are giant dump. And you're like, oh man, this is gonna, the cleanup process is going to be. There's nothing. Yeah. Clean as a whistle. I know. Those are the best poops ever. Those are like, I'll those, be damned. Those are my fucking white whales. Those are yeah. my Moby Dicks. Yeah. That's your poop. I'm chasing That's it. the trophy room. That's like where you got to take a photo almost. Like, I'm chasing I did that and one square toilet And then paper, I take a picture nothing. of my butthole. Yeah. And, and look, like, at the, and look, look how clean how this clean. thing is. Look at this butthole. Now, there's other times where it is. A fucking a mess. A literally a shit show. Yes. <laughs> and you just keep going and just keep wiping. You're like, where is this coming from? Yeah. It's ridiculous. It, the never ending wipe. Yeah, those are the worst. That was the original name of that movie, by the way. The never ending <laughs> wipe. <laughs> holy shit, holy shit, holy shit. Falcon, Turn around. Fucking wipe your butt. <laughs> Shimmy down <laughs> the stairs to get some more. <laughs> Toilet paper. <laughs> Spread your butt cheeks really wide. <laughs> what was the name of the horse? Uh, oh, what was it? The horse drowns in, in a fucking like swamp a of my shit. <laughs> oh, shit. Don't you don't know. remember the name of the no. horse? Yeah, it was like Artax. Artax, that sounds yeah. right. Artax. Dude, that scene was so sad. When I was a kid, that scene that'll shook it, me. That'll make it cry. Yeah, it got to me. But you can't be sad. No. The swamp will swallow you up if you sad. Mm. The nothing got to him. Awful. Well, guess what? There wasn't nothing on my butthole. There was something. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I had to keep wiping. Yep. Why did we get talking? Oh, we're talking about houses and pooping. And secret <laughs> and secret <rooms>. passages. <laughs> um, Leroy, who is uh, Marcellus Wallace, Ving Rames, <laughs> he, uh, he's like a burglar. Yeah. And we know that these Robesons... The landlords are assholes, and the whole ghetto community that they own is all indebted to them. And they're like, they're basically their plan is make them all be indebted to us so they can't pay us anymore. 
Yeah. And then we can evict them. Then we tear it down. Tear down the building, build up condominiums. Yep. Sell. Gentrification. Yeah. Assholes. Yeah. And they charge them triple the rent because they're three days late. And they're like, you don't have the money, so you're evicted. Yep. It's like, oh, that can't be legal. So Leroy and his uh, associate, Spencer, they come up with this plan that they're going to, they've heard that that there's gold gold in them in our hills. Mm Mm-hmm. So they're going to break into the house, to the mansion. They send Fool on a Fool's errand. <laughs> yeah, it's take the place out. To get some recon. Yep. Dress him up like a Boy Scout. Yeah, and he kind of goes and cases the place and checks yep. and sees like, you know, bars on the windows and stuff like that. But they won't let him in. No. Even if he says he's got to go take a pee-pee. <laughs> She's like, well, too bad. Yeah, you're going to pee-pee your pants. Yep. I should say something about Alice. Alice is the daughter of these two, Mommy and Daddy. And uh, they like... They're not nice to her. They like beat the shit out of her. Yeah. She hasn't seen the outside. This is very much like a VC Andrews plot here, like <laughs> fucking flowers in the attic. Like Yeah, she's shut off from the outside world. Yeah. And we see like a part where like the dad like takes his belt off. So yeah, we know there's some abuse going on. Yeah, and it's I think it's insinuated that there's been some sexual oh. abuse. Oh. But um also we we see that there is something in the wall. Mm-hmm. And she feeds the she gives it like a sandwich or something, right? Yeah, and she the, gets it something. And the mom uh, is like, she's feeding that thing in the wall again. Yeah, it's like what? It's like what the fuck is going on? <laughs> well, we know the movie's called The People Under the Stairs, so <laughs> it must yeah, be. it's not called The People in the Walls. <laughs> yeah, there must be something. Yeah, um, but anyway, so uh, Lee uh, Spencer gets into the house because he poses as a Which like the gas company gas or something. Company there, there's a meter in your house. She's like, there's no meter in the house. He's yep. like, oh, but there is. And she lets him in, but she also knows he's lying. Yep. Um, we don't see him again. No. But they leave. Mommy and Daddy leave. Yeah, and Ving Rams when she drives away, like he's like, well, that doesn't make sense. Like He's still in the house. Yes. Why would they leave him alone? So him and Fool break in. And I like Fool suggests that Spencer's like checking the house to make sure it's safe for both of them. Because Ving Rams thinks that well, Spencer's trying to get all the money for himself, or all the gold. He's mm-hmm. like trying to squeeze this out. And when Fool suggests that, like, he's trying to, like, see if the house is safe, Bingham says, nah, yeah, and maybe the president's going to make me secretary of pussy. <laughs> <laughs> that was a funny line. Hmm. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, so they go in. Yeah, and the president at that time would have been uh, George H.W. Bush. Yeah. Maybe Bill Clinton would have made Ving Rhames secretary of pussy, yeah, but not yeah. George H.W. No, he doesn't have that. That, that position doesn't exist under the, <laughs> under the Bush, Bush 1 <laughs> uh, administration. <laughs> Clinton, maybe for sure. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Ving. I need you. To be, that's that's a bad Bill Clinton impersonation. <laughs> All right, I need you to be Secretary Dear of Pussy. On. <laughs> Are you up to the challenge? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. God, sir. Our Bill Clintons really need a lot no. of work. Yeah. It's been a while since he's been president. That's I, true. I don't have his his voice. Voice it's not in, fresh in my head. No. no. Spencer and Fool are going around the house, or no, Fool and Leroy, excuse me, are going around the house. Um, Leroy goes upstairs. Fool finds Spencer's dead body downstairs, and he sees this large group of strange, pale <laughs> children that are locked in a pen and they're all in like, the basement, like very mumbly. Like yeah. they're, they're not speaking. <laughs> yeah. And he tells Leroy that he found Spencer dead. And he's yeah. like, are you sure he was dead? And he's like, dude, you thought this guy was white before? You got to check him out now. Yeah. He did. Yep. Uh, the Robsons return back home. 
and uh, you know, there's a little bit of a scuffle. I mean, I'm not going to go into every detail here, but basically, they shoot Leroy, or the dad shoots Leroy. Yeah, dead. That surprised me. Yeah. I thought Ving Rhames was going to be like a main character. Yeah, no, nope, nope, he dead. Uh, but fool like crawls. He meets up with Alice. Alice like leads him to safety. Yeah. Yep. And uh, she tells him that there's people under the stairs are the children, the boys that have broken the rules. Yep. Because mommy and daddy want a son, but they're every time they try to get one, they either see, see, they either break the rule of see here or speak no evil. Right. And, um, yep, and if you break the rules, you go to the dungeon. Yep. And those boys are still left alive, but they're all cannibals now because, well, that's all, that's the only choice that they have. Um, and Alice has avoided going down there by obeying all the rules. Yeah, except when she doesn't, and then they just beat her instead of putting her down there. Yeah, but whatever. <laughs> and then we find out there's another kid named Roach, and that's the one that was guy in the, in walls, the walls, and he's actually one that escaped. He's escaped, but he can't get, but out, he can't of get out of the house. He's stuck. Like he's only kind of good at escaping. Yeah, he's he moves around the walls. Yeah, and doors are a real the problem. The guy who for him, plays though. Roach is also famous for not being able to speak yes. in another <laughs> in another commercial. Hey, it's a got milk guy. Yeah. He's like, uh, who and shot Ale- Alexander Hamilton? Ambo. <laughs> Ambo. Ambo. That's how Ambo. I knew this. That's how I knew the story of Hamilton before seeing the musical. Like everybody was like, I don't know anything about Hamilton. And I'm like, did you ever see the got milk commercial? Yeah. Aaron Burr killed him. Yeah. We already know this. <laughs> Some milk guy spoiled it. Yep. <laughs> this guy fucking roach. Yeah. Ambo. <laughs> wonder what that guy's up to now. I don't know. That was a big commercial. It, that that was commercial was huge. Right around this time. Yep. Early 90s. Got milk. Yeah, probably. Pretty Dude, close. back then, eating a peanut butter sandwich, glass of milk. Mm. Delicious. That's Nowadays, good. can't eat peanuts, can't drink milk. You can't eat peanuts? I don't know. I ate peanuts one time, and then I didn't feel good afterwards, and I don't know if it was the peanuts that did it or if it was something else. You like a Reese's peanut butter cup. See how it feels. Well, I can eat Reese's peanut butter But cups. like peanuts That's, themselves? Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Hey, is this the part around the movie like, that the dad dresses up like a gimp? You know, I thought that was weird, too, especially <laughs> because Ving Rhames is in this. So I was yeah. like, bring out the gimp. Yeah. I was like, oh, weird. Yeah. Yeah, this is pre-pulp fiction. Yeah. It was strange that he just got into like a big, a leather zippy suit. Yeah. Like leather daddy with like the mask. And then, then he would chase him around. He was like, oh, get you. Hunting him with like a shotgun, shooting yeah. in the walls. Like, dude. Yeah. The cops show up. Yeah. Fool is discovered by daddy, though. Yeah. And he's thrown to the children under the stairs, the people under the stairs. Um, but Roach helps him escape. But Roach gets wounded. The dad shoots him. And one of the bullets actually hits him and Roach dies. But as he dies, um, he gives Fool gives him some of the a gold. bag of gold coins. Yep. And um, he tells, well, he tells him so much. He writes it out. He's like, save Alice. He dies really fast. He does. Like after he saves Fool, like they're kind of joking Listen, around. He's and not he gives him the gold, And then all of a sudden he's dead. He's not healthy. No. Yeah. It's he's all missing the, the tone. He's been, yeah. And eating and people. Need, and he needs milk. And at one point they feed uh, Ving Rhames to the cannibals. That was gross. Yeah. Uh, Fool meets up with Alice and uh, they get into uh, the walls and um, they sick their dog on him. That was the other cool thing is like the dog 
goes into the secret passages. Like that's yeah. how the dog gets around. Like the dog's room is like in one in, of these vents that right. folds open. I don't know if that's a normal thing. <laughs> that must be something that exists, right? Uh-huh. I don't know. Or maybe they just made it up for the movie. <laughs> I don't know. They stick the dog uh, into the walls. It's like a quite, big Rottweiler. Quite a bit in this movie. Yeah. It's a lot like of a, dog chasing. It's a big Rottweiler, but uh, the dog attacks fool. And as the dog's attacking him, the dad like is stabbing the wall with a bayonet. Yeah. And uh, Fool holds the dog where the dad's going to stab and the dog ends up stabbing his, or the dad ends up stabbing his own dog. Yeah, that was sad. I felt bad for the dog, but then he thinks that he killed the, uh, he killed Fool and he does an awesome victory dance. Yeah. I did it. I killed him. (laughs) The mom's like, the mom's like, prove it. And so he pulls out what he thinks is the boy, but it's the dog. Yeah. You killed the dog. Alice and Fool get up to the attic. Fool's like, we got to jump. Yeah, there's like a pond at the bottom. He's like, we'll jump into the pond. And Alice is like, I'm scared. Because she has never been outside. Mm-hmm. And he's like, just do it. And he's like, well, fuck it. Your dad's coming. I'm out of here. But I'll come back for you, Alice. Yeah. And uh, he goes back home and he's got all this gold. And he's talking to his grandpa. And his grandpa's like, I don't like how you got this, but you did get it. <laughs> and this will pay our rent until 2000. What does he say? Until the year 2000. And it'll pay for um, your mom's your surgery because mom's his mom was sick. Yeah. So he's all excited about it. But then we find out, because Gramps tells this fucking story, that mommy and daddy are really brother and sister. Yep. And they come from a long line of disturbed, inbred people. <laughs> How does he know this? I thought that was weird. Like, the Grandpa has a lot of information. Because he's a grandpa. Yeah, I guess. Um, they started out, they ran a funeral home, and then they sold cheap coffins for expensive prices. Then they started real estate, and then they became more greedy and more unhinged and um fool's like you know what fuck them i'm gonna go get alice and i'm gonna report these motherfuckers to child welfare Mm -hmm. so he does the police are sent out and of course the robesons they act like totally normal yep and the house is all cleaned up and everything is like yeah and there's like a funny scene while they're talking to the cops of the dad like trying to cleverly hide his gimp costume like while he's talking (laughs) to the police (laughs) that was kind of funny Alice is chained up in the attic. That's right, because they tell the cops that their their daughter's actually dead yep. like, and died years ago. Yep. So there's no kids in the house. And uh, and the kids in the basement were all tranquilized so they couldn't make noises while the cops and the welfare people were there. Yep. Um, but the cops leave because they haven't found anything, and the parents are like, well, time to go to bed. And as they go upstairs, Fool has snuck in. Mm-hmm. And he comes out, and he uh, makes his way upstairs. And he hears uh, mom and dad like saying their prayers. And he looks around the corner. It's just a tape recorder playing. And he's like, what? And then no sooner do do we see that (laughs) than the dad comes out. Is he dressed as the gimp again or no? I can't remember. I think so. Yeah, I think he is. But they come out. And so he like, he like gets out of there. Um, They're chasing after him. He crawls up the chimney. Like up the chimney. chimney. Yeah. Which leads to the attic. And he pushes out a brick. He's very home alone too. <laughs> and he's like, Alice, those aren't your parents. You were stolen from your real parents. And those two, they're brother and sister. They're inbreds. <laughs> yeah. It was weird. And then like he says that his grandpa told him about like how all the kids in the basement like were kidnapped children. And, and I thought again, if the grandpa knew that, why didn't the grandpa report them years ago? Well, like, they it can't like, because they're so, so rich that they can buy off the cops. And I, everything, guess. I guess. I don't know. I just thought that was weird. 
Listen. Oh, but the Home Alone 2 part, that actually comes next. When you said the chimney yeah. and the brick. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they cl- he climbs up to the roof. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, climbs out of the chimney up to the roof. He gets Alice. They both climb up on the roof. And he's like telling Alice, we got to climb down the chimney. And it's not that bad. And this is the Home Alone <laughs> where he uh, looks, uh, the dad looks up the roof and they drop a brick on him. Yeah, right in his face. That would fucking kill oh, him, man. It, it would, that would yeah, crush you. He'd be dead. And then, like, doesn't he drop from the chimney? He, like, drops onto the mom when she looks up. And the mom says, caca. <laughs> yeah. She's like, caca. I was like, that's a weird line. Yeah. Um, the mom finds out that Alice knows the truth. And so she tries to kill Alice. Uh, the cannibal children get out. I don't know. Fool must have set them free or something. Yeah, I think so. Um, oh, yeah. Fool sets them free. He goes down there. He's like, I'm going to set these kids free. They're all fucked up looking, too. It's like, what are they going to do now yeah, that they're Yeah, they're all free? deformed. Yeah. They're missing tongues, missing eyes, missing ears. Yeah. I don't know what kind of trade, what kind of trade they could do. <laughs> yeah, it's like so. our government. It's like every life matters. Well, well <laughs> you're on we, your own, kid. You're on your own now. Best of luck to you. <laughs> but they show Fool the vault. That they have yeah, there. Yeah, it's like a Scrooge McDuck Fucking style money a. bin. Just full of gold. Yeah. In the basement, yeah. And there's explosives. Yeah. Never keep your explosives so close to all your money. It's a <laughs> yeah, bad idea. Bad idea. The dad comes in and he's like gonna shoot fool, and fool's like, I'll blow this fucking place sky high. Which he does anyway. Yep. Um, and all the money like shoots out through the chimney. Free money. Onto the crowd. Yeah. Because there's a whole crowd of the... Like the whole neighborhood shows up to confront them. Yep. The dad's killed in the explosion. Alice and Fool reunite. Oh, and the mom gets attacked by the people under the stairs because she's about to kill Alice. Yeah, and they, they like burst out of the walls and, and get they, her. Like, eat her. Yeah. And then they throw her corpse into the basement. Yep. Yeah. And then uh, all the children are freed and they venture off into the night unnoticed. Yep. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that's it. That's the end of the movie. What'd you think? You this is your first time seeing it, so yeah, I yeah. Hear your I've never seen it before. Um, I don't know. Like, I thought there was some stuff that was funny. Like, there was a little bit of humor, but not enough for me to say it was a funny movie. Mm-hmm. I thought some the plot itself was kind of interesting. I just thought there were a lot of holes. Like I said a second ago about like the grandpa knew all this stuff, but never did anything. It's very repetitive. So there's a lot of fool hides. Dad finds him. Roach <laughs> saves him. He hides. Alice saves him. Mm-hmm. They send the dog in after him. He gets away from the dog. The dad chases him again. They send the dog in again. Like it was just, <laughs> if I just felt like the same things kept happening over and over again. I thought like the dialogue was kind of clunky. A lot of it didn't make sense. I felt like there's so many holes. Like the more you think about it, the more it just unravels and makes no sense. Yeah. Um, there was some social commentary that I liked. Uh, you know, just about like gentrification and the haves and the have-nots and keeping people down and stuff like that. I just didn't think it was executed very well. I didn't think it was a particularly well-written or directed movie. It was just okay. Um, I gave it two and a half. I, I was kind of mad about this movie, but I would <laughs> recommend like see it. But yeah. to me, this isn't one I'll go back to. Yeah. This movie followed shocker. This is better than shocker. And just when I thought Wes Craven couldn't get any worse. Oh, he goes and makes the people under the stairs <laughs> and totally redeems himself. Okay. <laughs> I was going to say, you didn't like this much. I like this movie. I, okay? I, I think this movie's a great time. <laughs> I have such a fun time watching this movie. I have a, uh, I, when I saw this movie originally, 
Uh, I was about the same age as Fool is actually, uh, so it was like kind of identified. And that would with probably that change it for me if I had a history with it. And uh, I remember watching it and renting it as a horror movie, right? Because it was in the horror section, and thinking that it, it was like it was like Goonies or not, not as good, right? But it's like this adventure. This kid goes on this adventure, and there's this house with all these like fucking secret passageways, and there's these the booby traps and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. And there's this gold and, you know, this fucking, and there's these bad people and they get their comeuppance and like nobody really, I mean, Roach dies, right? But nobody that you care about dies. Ving Rames is an asshole. Yeah. And that Spencer guy's an asshole and they get killed. Uh, mommy and daddy get killed, but everybody else pretty much lives besides Roach. It's just a really good time. I think it's a family horror movie. Um, this is a movie, like I said, I watched it with my eight yeah, year old and my 13 year old. And uh, they both loved it. Hmm. They thought it was great. And I would suggest that, uh, you know, you were talking about your niece like coming over and, uh, and you were going to watch movies with her. I would think that that would be a good movie yeah, to yeah. show her. Yeah. Um, just to be like, hey, this is kind of like a horror film or whatever. Um, but I give it, would you give it two and a half? Two and a half. I'm going to give it three and a half. Okay. I wrote between three and three and a half. I'm going to give it three and a half. I think three is a good landing spot for and it. And I was between a two and a three. I had a pretty wide range on this one. Okay. I'm, so I'm going to go in the middle. Yeah. So I think uh, it's, a, it's a really good film. So what I said about Wes Craven before making four good films, you can amend that. He's made, he made five good films. <laughs> I was curious. Like when you said that and you said the four, I was like, all right, so Brett's not going to be a fan of I couldn't show all my cards. There you go. I couldn't show You're all my clever. cards early. In fact, my notes that I wrote my little diatribe about Wes Craven, I said, edit, you can add people under the stairs as being good. So there's <laughs> proof that uh, there you go. Uh, I did like that. So uh, Wes Craven, we've talked about him being a legend, right? A master. He's considered like this great horror. Yeah, he's hit or miss. Dude, hey, you know what's mostly another, miss. I do you like Red Eye? Dude, I saw that. One, that's with um, uh, 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 Killian Murphy. Killian Murphy, yeah. Um, and Rachel McAdams. I saw that movie once. I actually liked that movie. I think I've only seen it twice, but, but he also did, I remember liking it. Okay, so he also did Cursed. That movie sucked. That movie was. Ter- I saw it at the theater. He also did Scream Two. Scream Two is okay. He also did Scream Three. Scream Three is not very good. Scream Four is okay. Scream Four is good. But those are less him and more like Kevin Williamson. Yes. Yeah. He also did Shocker. <laughs> Shocker. Serpent really in the bad. Rainbow is kind right. of okay ish. Right. Yeah. And 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 Swamp Thing. Listen, I like Swamp Thing, but most people don't. I haven't seen Swamp Thing since I was a kid. Yeah. Um. Most people don't like Swamp Thing. The Hills Have Eyes is good. Um. It's a little slow. Yeah. It's good. Uh, the Hills Have Eyes 2 sucks. He did that one. Yeah. So he's mostly miss. So when people are like splooging over Wes Craven, like, hey, listen, I'm sorry no. the man's dead, right? Yeah, no, I, he seemed like a super nice guy. But if I got to put Craven against Carpenter, it's not even close. No, no. Who else Who else would we put up there? I, you know, like people talk about George Romero. George Romero did some good films, but George Romero did, did some crap He did some also. garbage too, yeah. Toby Hooper, he did some good films, but yeah. he did some crap also, and he didn't even do that much. Carpenter's got some stinkers too, but they're much fewer. And For the between. most part, Carpenter, eighteen films. I know this because we just recently <laughs> did a bracket system, um, and uh, Carpenter did eight, uh, has done eighteen films. Probably that will be it. I don't think he's going to come out with another one. The no. ones in the nineties and after are stinkers. Yeah, but the ones. Uh, 80s and 70s awesome are good 
So he's about 50%. Mm-hmm. Eh, probably even more than that. Because in the 70s through the 80s, he was doing like one a year for a while. Yeah. And there's a couple, I mean, I'm not going to say names because maybe we'll do them sometime. Uh, a couple of his later movies aren't as bad as their reputation, in my opinion. Yeah. Though they, Well, yes. Yeah. Uh, Success-wise in the theater, though. Oh, no. Yeah. No, they're bombed. Little. <laughs> very little success. Mm-hmm. His biggest movie, box office-wise, probably... Um, Halloween, mm-hmm. and I think the second one. Shit, I'm I'm losing what what the second one is, but it was not anything you would expect. But they're not his best. I mean, Halloween is really good. Yeah, but his they're not his better films. Right, his better films didn't make that much money. Yeah, exactly. I, yeah, the thing was a bomb. Yeah, the thing was a bomb, which I think is probably damn shame. I think you know I was I was thinking about that because doing the brackets, the thing and Halloween could potentially meet in the semifinals. Ooh, no, don't do it. And if that happens, like which one do you pick and why? That's because I can justify either one. Yeah, that is tough. Cinematically, the thing is better than Halloween, but uh, that's a tough one. Halloween's a classic mm. and not a remake. Yeah, yeah. still does. Uh-huh. Eh. Whatever. I go with the thing. <laughs> if you got any thoughts on Wes Craven or John Carpenter, or you're tired of hearing us blow John Carpenter and, <laughs> and trash, trash Wes, Wes Craven. Craven and everybody else, uh, give us a con- you can contact us. How yeah. can they contact us? If you're on Instagram, uh, we are the Swearwolves Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and the Slash Rap. Just search the Swearwolves. Uh, we have the Swearwolves YouTube channel. We have our website, theswearwolves.com. Uh, or you can email us at swearwolvespodcast at gmail.com. So for the swearwolves, I'm Brett. I'm David. <laughs> <laughs>